Hello, and welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to talk yet again about horror movies. Unfortunately, I haven't really watched that many horror movies since the last time I recorded an episode. So, um, well, unfortunately, the movie that I decided to end up watching is Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. And this is a movie that many people do not like. Um, beyond the typical, you know, opinions on movies, this film is very well known, kind of infamous for the fact that it features real animal killings in it. It is not a modern movie where, you know, you see something in the credits like no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Unfortunately, this film does not have any such disclaimer. There is true animal killing in this movie. So... You're opposed to that. I understand. So am I. Very much so. Um, But I obviously decided this is one of those movies that's kind of so always mentioned. It's a video nasty. You know, it was barred from being released in many regions. It's been cut up all kinds of ways. So just because of all that notoriety, I wanted to finally watch it for myself. I've never seen it before. And, you know, I just wanted to see what this movie was about. So, of course, obviously, if you're not into that, because there will be at least a brief discussion of those animal moments, um, then, you know, skip this episode. There will be another episode, you know, every two weeks. So don't worry about it. (laughs) But, um, yeah, let's get into Cannibal Holocaust. Four young and fearless Americans, children of the space age, armed with cameras, microphones, and curiosity. Alan Yates. Faye Daniels and their two cameramen and inseparable friends, Jack Anders and Martin Damato. Four youngsters who never came back. Are they still alive? And if so, where are they? These are the questions that the rescue team sponsored by New York University and the Pan American Broadcasting System hope to be able to answer. So this movie starts with sort of a sort of newsreel type clipping where it's talking about these young people, these college students who went on a trip out into the wild and got lost. They haven't come back. No one has heard from them since. And this is, of course, a very bad sign um, because they're sort of like documentary filmmakers and they've gone out to an area where there are cannibal tribes. And so I don't know if it was like their professor or just some professor at the school 
It's like, I'll go on an expedition to find them. I'm like, okay, dude. And uh, you can tell he's a professor because he's got a pipe that he smokes. Other than that, he really doesn't look like a professor to me. He looks very handsome and young. And okay, obviously professors can be any age and any looks. But normally when I imagine a professor in a movie, I think of him like stodgy and older. Anyway, the professor, his name is Professor Harold. He goes, you know, out to find these people or at least find some sign of something about them. So he arrives on the plane and he meets up with someone who's going to sort of help him with a guide, bring him him a guide. So he meets someone who's going to give him a guide so they, they know where to go sort of in the, you know, forests. So they start exploring and very quickly they come upon a nasty dead body. Professor, can I handle it? Pukes. And I'm like, that's a good sign. A movie like Cannibal Holocaust is probably the least disturbing thing you're going to see a whole movie. So good job. You know, he can't even handle that. But anyway, they obviously keep going. And they sort of find a place to rest for the evening. And unfortunately, this is where there is a first animal death. Where uh, the guide kills what they call a muskrat. I don't think that's what it is. I looked up muskrat and it doesn't look anything like it. But unfortunately, it gets killed. And I think the worst thing about this sequence, you know, maybe any sequence in this movie where there's animals, is that these people do not know how to just get it done with quick. They don't know how to do something quickly so that an animal will not suffer for very long. It is horrible. It is bad. I didn't like it, obviously. But very bad moment. Uh, but at least one thing that I've heard is that this movie, about this movie, is that when they did kill an animal, they would then have people eat it. So it's not like they were killing it just to kill it, even though technically they were killing it for the movie. They did do something with it. They did at least eat it rather than just sort of leave it there as trash, which would be even worse, I guess. But anyway, who knows what's true and what's false about a movie of this caliber. You know, I'm sure there's rumors forever about these movies. So either way, then we get to later a scene that's also very graphic and bad, though it has to deal with humans. So maybe that's why people didn't Bart because of the human sequences. But anyway, there is, uh, I guess, a husband and wife or whatever, uh, tribes people. And um, they say that it had something to do with, like, he's doing some sort of ritual because she's an adulterer. And so basically this sort of ritual ritualistic rape and then sort of killing. And it's very bad and disturbing and there's nothing that they can do to stop it, unfortunately. The thing that I found unique about this scene is once it's all done with, once the woman is dead, the husband figure, whoever he is, actually starts crying. And I think that was, you know, they didn't have to do that. But I think that was a pretty good moment, like, to show that, you know, this character, he did this because his tribe would have killed him, or both of them, if he did not, you know, punish her, quote-unquote. But he obviously still loved her because he's just crying before, of course, our crew kills him. <laughs> so, oh well, he didn't have to suffer for long. So they make it to a tribe who is not a cannibal tribe, I think. And we've been seeing this, but they someone in the tribe has like a piece of something from the, the film crew. And you're like, okay. And you keep seeing this, like little bits of film crew stuff, like around. So you're like, okay, they were obviously here. But the question is, did they just lose these things on their way? Or are they already dead and these things have been like picked up afterwards? But anyway, our, our group is in, accepted into the tribe, which is nice. 
but of course they need to go further. You need to go actually where the cannibalistic groups are. There are two of them, they fight each other and eat each other. One stupid scene that I don't understand why it's in there at all is uh, the professor gets naked and wades into the river because it's like, I'm going to be like them. And then like all the women come in there all giggly and they play around with him like, okay, whatever. This is a bit silly, but fine. He can live his like sort of best life. But when they're coming back from the sort of water area, they come across this thing, this like nasty display of corpses and they have all of the different film crew stuff there. So you can see, okay, these are them. They're very much dead now. They're all dead. We don't know why, but we can see that, yes, they're all gone. So it was a very quick shift from happy-go-lucky, you know, naked pool swim to, oh my God, they're all dead. But either way, um, with the Cannibal Tribe, they since they found one, they give uh, the professor gives his cassette tape player thing to them, which sort of makes them think, yes, this guy is cool. He's given us our, his magic or whatever. So they are accepted into this one cannibal tribe. And they even get offered meat, which is human meat. The professor being, you know, interested in sociology or whatever, accepts and takes a bite out of the human meat. He also, he does this as, as a part of an exchange for the film that the students took because they actually have it there in their tribe-like area, their village. So he's like, okay, these are the tapes. I will take these back with me. And he does because he makes it back to New York City or wherever he is with the tapes, the footage. So they're like, okay, let's take a look at this footage and like share it with people. So you sort of get to see this footage get played over um, time. But first you get to see these this uh, crew of school people, their first film or whatever. And apparently that film, which is, you know, displaying sort of death and stuff, sort of like Faces of Death, except that apparently that film footage is legitimate. Which, you know, I didn't know and you don't really see too much. You see people get shot, but it's still very messed up to consider that, oh, you know, I was here to watch Camel Holocaust where at least the human deaths are fake, but apparently there's some real death in there anyway, which is not what I was looking for. But whatever, I wasn't looking for animal death either. But yeah, so we start to watch the film crew's footage. They're all a bunch of jerks and idiots. They're all very annoying, but whatever. We're sort of seeing their, their view now. So we see them sort of starting in the same area that the professor did and going into the forest. And uh, while they're out there, a lot of bad things happen, of course, as you might expect. But uh, one thing is there's an unfortunate another death here where a, a soft-shell turtle is killed, I think. And that was really a scene that is probably going to stick with me for a long time. The visuals of what I saw there... Um, Things that I will not repeat, but just very unnerving and disturbing. The only fortunate thing is they do kill that turtle very quickly. But yeah, there's just stuff there that just unforgettable in a bad way. So, 
you know, there's that. They're wandering. There's a big, like, tarantula or whatever on the girl, so they chop it in half. She's the only thing I'd be happy about because spiders very much scare me. <laughs> Even though I'm sure I didn't deserve it. And I don't know if people eat tarantulas. Maybe some people do, probably. But anyway, while they're going, their guard person or their guide gets bitten by a snake, a poisonous snake, is begging them, you know, cut off my leg, cut off my leg. They cut it off, but maybe it's too late or they don't cauterize the leg stump soon enough because that guy dies. Um, and that's actually the body that the professor stumbles upon early in the movie. It was this guy, this guide. And then we see they found the first tribe that the professor found. And the reason why the tribe was originally skittish of the professor and such was because they, the crew, is absolutely terrifying to these villagers. They shoot someone, they have guns, they shoot them off in the air, they kick their pig and kill their pig. They set the village on fire and try to force all the people to stay in the huts to get killed there in the fire. Of course, you know, scared as they are, they also can't just stay in a burning hut. Many of them are running out everywhere. And the crew are filling this. Why are they doing this? Why are they acting so psychotic? Because they want to get dramatic footage. They're pretending that this is what the cannibal tribe did to them. But it's not the case. They did it. They caused this treacherous thing to unfold. It is horrible. To make matters worse, the remaining tribe's people who are still there have to watch two of the people have sex in their burned-out hut. And it's like, why? What are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. You guys are all freaks. Like, I don't know. Like, is this supposed to... Would this be something people would do? I, it just seems so unrealistic to me to, like, view someone in a different country, you know, even if they have a different, very different lifestyle than you. Would you treat these people like this? Like, less than animals? I hope not, but I wasn't alive in the early 80s. I don't know what the conception was of other cultures that were, like, maybe not first world countries. I don't know, but it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, it was terrifying. And, you know, stuff like, it just, they do film some real footage, like, of a birthing ceremony, even though the women all don't want them there and are freaking out and trying to push them away. They, you know, are right up there with the camera. Just horrible, annoying. What is wrong with you guys? And, you know, when you're seeing this, the professor's telling the people who have the film, the cameras that they're watching this on, like, you know, I really don't want this to air anywhere because... It is just so disrespectful and harmful and, you know, it's a bunch of lies, basically. But the people there who I'm not sure if, like, from a news network or something are like, oh, this is great. This is amazing footage. This is what people want to see. And so it's like, wow. But finally, the professor's like, no, we can't air this. You haven't seen the entire footage yet. So let me show you this next sequence, which is unfortunately as bad as, if not worse, than the total village decimation, which is where the crew, the male part of the crew anyway, takes turns raping one of the villagers. And this is the only time when the uh, woman, Faye, in the group, well, she's kind of been throughout a bit like, you know, guys, stop it. You know, what are you doing? And even in this thing, when she's like, what are you doing? We can't, we can't use this footage. Like, are you making a porno? This doesn't make any sense. Stop it. 
but they do not stop and she just sort of can't she just sort of gives up complaining and like sort of huffs off um but you know they rape her and they get to see the result of that because it seems like for this village um her being raped is a very bad sign like and so they kill her no fault of her own whatsoever it's all their fault they had her killed and so she's killed like in a very iconic way like it's on a certain covers of this movie on posters where she's sort of like put on a stake it's very sad honestly um but basically this is sort of the beginning of the end because slowly but surely each of the film crew gets killed and it's really disgusting at first because they kind of let their first person get killed they actually shoot him so he can't, you know, do anything anymore. And so they can have this footage. But of course, it just proceeds. One's down, the next is down, the next is down until there's nobody left from the film crew. Good riddance, honestly. So basically at that point, once they've seen all this footage, the news people or whoever decide, yeah, you know what? We must destroy all of this footage. No one can ever see it. Except for, of course... We've all seen it because we've all seen kind of a kind of a Holocaust. In any case, this was quite a movie. I don't, I'm not going to say that I liked it because I didn't really, um, but I did think it was better than average. I was compelled to watch it. You know, I wasn't bored at any point, very disturbed and, you know, unhappy, but not bored. <laughs> So I think I gave it like a 6 out of 10, which is not bad because for me, a pure average movie would be 5 out of 10. So it was a watch, uh, but I definitely would not recommend people seek it out unless they're like on a quest to see a lot of controversial films. Then, you know, go ahead. Um, I watched this movie because Joe Bob Briggs did a thing on it with Shudder. A couple weeks ago with that said they did something that they've never done before for that show which is where they had the movie and the commentary uh, from joe bob spliced throughout as one version of the release and then i had a version of release which was only the commentary and the movie was not actually present in that recording so i think that shows that even now there's a lot of disagreement as to whether this movie should even be watched so Enough so that Shudder, a horror streaming service, determined that this was necessary. Personally, I wouldn't mind if they did this for every film that they have their episodes on. Because sometimes I've already seen the movie and I don't really need to rewatch it. I just want to hear what Joe Bob had to say and hear all his rants. But either way, this is how they did it for this one. And, you know, I'm, I guess I'm glad I can check it off my list. I don't really know what to say. It's just tough. It's very tough. Um... I, you know, I had to see it someday in my life. So I'm, you know, now it is what I've done. Uh, there are, of course, many other cannibal style exploitation type films that came around, around this time. I don't really feel like watching those too much because what does it matter? I've already seen, quote unquote, the one. Uh, so I don't know if this is a great deal. I may want to watch The Green Inferno from Eli Roth at some point, which is a much more recent film. Uh, it doesn't seem to be super well loved or anything, but I might watch it because I'm sure, you know, he was obviously informed by films like this. So it might be interesting to see a sort of modern take on it. But anyway, um, 
that's my thoughts on Cannibal Holocaust. So thank you for listening to All of Them Witches. Uh, you can always reach me on like Twitter or whatever. Um, I have a Twitter for this show, but it may not be the best way to reach me because I sometimes forget to check it. Um, but you can always reach me at Marcus Boy on Twitter, M-A-R-C-O-S-B-O-I. And I know what movie I'm watching next, which is a documentary, a real one, not a fake one like this, um, called Scream Queen, which is on Shutter now. So, you know, if you have an interest in that, and you can watch it, and then you'll be prepared for the next episode of All of Them Witches. See you then. Bye.